the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here at sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We've been ministering messages all week about our appreciation for the birth of the Christ child, the one who put the Christ in Christmas. Messages that'll help us to get in the mindset of giving God thanks for more than just a gift that we'll receive from others and others will receive from me and you. Because no gift could ever be given by anyone, anywhere, that is a better gift than the gift that God gave us on that glorious day when God so loved the world that he gave us the gift of the Christ child, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So come on, let's hear a message about the wonderful blessing that we've already received on that day that Christ was born. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Now God said don't do it, and you don't do it, then God said kudos, that a boy, that's a girl. Good God, good job. But if God say it's okay to do it, but you say, oh no, I'm going to choose not to do it. He said, well, okay. That's your choice. But it don't mean no more to me than if he would have did it. Because I already told you, you can do it or not do it. It's on you. So it's like you ain't really did nothing extra. It ain't like you all that. But see, the one that's doing it think they all of that. Oh, I'm not celebrating Christmas. You know, that's, that's, that's not of God. God said, I never said that. That's not, that's, that, that's not biblical. God said, what, what, what biblical Bible are you talking about? Not the one I wrote. Because I have what has all things that pertain to life and godliness in there. So if it's not in the Bible, then that means that you ain't got to be bothered trying to live up to it. See, our job is only to live to what the Bible says. We don't try to live up with what everybody else say. Amen. Because God never said not do it. That's why verse 8 says, let no man beguile you. Let no man defraud you. The word defraud means to deprive you of a right. Deprive you of money. Or deprive you of property by fraud. Whereas it cheats you and swindles you. To deprive of a right. Deprive of money or property by fraud. Where it cheats you or swindles you. Now, if somebody cheats you or swindles you, they ripped you off of something that could have benefited you, something that could have did good by you. So anybody that tells you don't do what God didn't tell you not to do and you don't do it, you've been cheated. You've been ripped off. Eastside Detroit says, don't let nobody rip you off of what's yours. 
Well, has God opened the door for you to do it? Don't let nobody rip you off of yours under the premise of you're not supposed to do that. God said, I didn't say that. Eastside Detroit Amplified Version. It says, don't let nobody run no game on you, ripping you off of what's your God-given right to do if you want to do it. So, but there's folk in these last days who are going to be ripping folk off left and right. The Bible says seducers and deceivers are going to be waxing worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. But God gave us the answer. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned of the Holy Scriptures, which makes you wise unto salvation. So the Scriptures tells us what's wise. Everything else in God's eyes is foolish. Do it if you want to, but there's no need to. Turn to Romans chapter 14. My God, I love the Lord. Now, this is important because there's going to be all kind of folk that's going to be teaching you all kind of stuff in these last days. Don't eat this. Don't touch this. If it ain't what's in the Bible, you don't have to be bothered with that. Y'all shouldn't eat meat. Well, they, they, you can or you can choose not to. But don't let nobody rip you off of the meat that you can eat by making you think you that you're more godly by not eating it. Because God say, no, you just hungry. Because I made the meat for you. It's, it's up to you to decide what you're going to do. Now, if you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. If you got an allergy, leave it alone. Hallelujah. Or take Benadryl and then eat it. Praise God. Whatever. But that's on you. Is anybody hear me up in here? But don't think you're more of a saint because you don't do it than somebody else that does do it. Because God said, that's not the way I see things. Wait a minute. If that's not the way he see things, then that means if you see it differently the way he see things, and there's only two ways to see things in this world, it's either you see it godly or you see it devilishly. Whereas the deceiver is in manifestation. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Turn to Romans chapter 14. I love the Lord. Verse 22 says, Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So, whatsoever we choose to do, we're supposed to do it in faith. Now, let me hear him qualify faith. Faith means hearing what God said and believing it to the point that you operate on it. That's what, that's what faith is talking about. Faith, hearing what God said. Because see, you can have faith in something stupid. You can have faith in a lie. Hey, Amen. You can have faith in a misinterpretation of scripture. That's why it says leave it to no private interpretation because there's all kinds of people privately interpreting stuff. But God said, I didn't say that. Just make sure whatever you do, do it in faith. Well, I don't want to celebrate. Just make sure you do it in faith. Well, I want to celebrate. Go ahead and do it in faith. Have that. Have a ball. In fact, I designed it to be done. Just like he designed the food to be used. He designed the the certain drinks to be drank. I got scripture. I got scripture. He deserved, you know, some things to be done. He said, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't do it, because whatever you do, do it under God. First Timothy chapter four, but don't be telling somebody 
that God has a problem with, God ain't got a problem with. Don't be telling nobody to stop something that God has given them freedom to be able to do. Just because it make you think you, you're better. Even though God said, but it don't. Because I never said that, so you ain't really doing nothing. First Timothy chapter 4. See, there's nothing wrong with what we do as long as it's sanctified by the word of God and in prayer. First Timothy chapter four, verse one, it says, now the spirit speaketh expressly. That in a latter time, some shall depart from the faith. Remember, the faith is hearing what God has to say, believing it to the point that we operate on it. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. For example. I put the word in, for example, this, the basic premise is, for example, forbidding to marry. Notice that, forbidding to marry, as in God's, God doesn't want you to marry. Dang what the Bible said. Now, if you want to get married, cool. Just make sure that they're godly and ain't crazy and know how to treat you right. Ain't got a job. Stuff like that, you know. But other than that, if you, want to, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just like if you don't want to get married, I ain't getting married. Well, that's cool. But don't think you're no better person because you didn't. As in more godly. You now, you might be a better person in terms of that you ain't going to be crazy. Or you ain't going to turn your back on the will of God and stop doing what God wants you to do while you're following this little boo. You might be better that way. But, you know, it don't put you on a higher class in God because you didn't marry or did marry. Amen. I forbid in the marry. Hallelujah. What else? What other stupid stuff they say? And commanding to abstain from meats. Commanding to abstain from meat. Not leaving to choice, but commanding. Y'all leave that meat alone. Okay. Notice which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good. And nothing is to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving and served with hot sauce and picante. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Put some gravy on it. Praise God. Whatever, whatever. It, 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 it tastes okay. <laughs> be received with thanksgiving. Why? For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Notice it is sanctified. By the word of God in prayer. And he said, and if thou put the brother in the remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the word of faith and of a doctrine and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. So we're supposed to put people in remembrance of God ain't got a problem with that as long as it's sanctified by the word in prayer. God ain't got a problem with that as long as it's being done unto him to be able to glorify him. Does that make sense? Now the word sanctified, right, that means to be made holy. That is purified and unconsecrated, to be made holy. That is be purified and, unco- and, 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 and consecrated. Now, when something is purified, it's made clean and it's hallowed, which means no matter how dirty, how filthy it was before, how ungodly it was before, it's been made clean and made hallowed. And no matter, and, and it's consecrated. The word consecrated means set apart for God's use. It means set apart for God's use. So God is saying, principle, that whatever it is, then you make sure you sanctify it and consecrated, purified and consecrated for my use before you do it. Just like that food y'all gonna eat. 
Amen. You're going you're gonna to sanctify it <laughs> in prayer before you eat it. Why? Work with me. Because it was probably in some form or fashion ungodly before you got it. Amen. So therefore you need to sanctify. Which means as wrong as, as, wrong as it could have been before it got to you. By the time you bow your head and say, Lord, bless this mess <laughs> before I eat this mess in the name of Jesus, that now it's good to eat. Because you don't know what they was doing back there in the back when they was cooking it. You don't know whether or not those is meatballs or something fell from their nose. You don't know what that was. You don't know if they, know if they sneezed in their hand as, as, as they was fixing your food. You don't know. You don't know what that is. But you do know regardless of what it was before that once you sanctified it because you're a representative of God. Once you sanctified it now it's pure. Now it's clean. Now it's hollowed. Now it's set apart for your use. So when you pick up the folk and get the folk in. Now, that's the principle we're going to work with from now. Now, some have a problem enjoying and celebrating Christmas because they say Christmas was originally a pagan holiday. They'll say Christmas was originally a pagan holiday. Well, it's true. Christian was a pagan holiday originally. The word pagan means a non-Christian or a heathen, a non-Christian or a heathen. Well, if you use that definition, technically all holidays were pagan except for seven of them. And I named you the seven of them because those are the only ones that God established. So every holiday after that is pagan. Fourth of July is a pagan holiday. But you be barbecuing <laughs> with your flags out front and, 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 your, and your flag colored popsicles. And you ain't no problem with that. Thanksgiving is a pagan holiday. But you be eating your Thanksgiving dinner, taking off from work, they offer you the day off. You're like, I ain't taking off. That's a pagan holiday. I'm showing up to work. Just let me in here. I'm teaching real good. President Day. You don't even know which presidents they talking about. <laughs> but you take off. Have a ball. Celebrating them through it all. And all them old ones too. Watch out now. New Year's Eve. It's a pagan holiday. It's just the passing of one day from another. That's all it is. One year. But we all <laughs> dropping stuff from the sky, balls, crystal balls falling. Y'all, amen. Pagan holiday. I ain't celebrating New Year's Eve. It's a pagan holiday. All of them were pagan holidays. Yes, Christmas was a pagan holiday. But the key word is was, which means at one time, but not now. Why is that? Because those of us who know who God is, we know that he has this thing about taking what the devil and pagans use for evil. 
and then sanctifying it and then turning it around for his use. I say he takes everything that the devil was once used and then turn and then turn sanctifies it and then turns it around for his use. Come on. He did it with the cross of Christ. He did it with the cross of Christ because the cross originally was an instrument of death used by heathens to be able to torture and to kill enemies and prisoners. But God turned it around and used it to pay sins dead in full for you and me, as well as all of mankind for all eternity. That which was once a symbol of pain and death is now a symbol of new life through Jesus Christ. That's why you wear your cross, got your cross tattooed on your forehead. But you ain't got no problem with that pagan symbol. Why? Because you see it as a sanctified symbol. Because God turned it around for good. Is anybody hearing me up in here? God did the same thing with us. I said God did the same thing with us. Look at your neighbor and say, we was heathen in the mug. Mm-hmm. About as heathen as heathen could be. Pagan through and through. I'm talking about you. Praise God. But then God took that which was once heathen and made it his. He took that which was once ungodly and made it godly. He made that which was once sinful, he made it righteous in God through Christ Jesus. Because if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. Because God was in Christ reconciling man unto himself, not imputing their sins unto them and has made us ministers of his reconciliation too. Praise God. Because him that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We were heathens who have now been made righteous, fit for the master's use. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, you ain't heathen no more. Mm, just, so just because we started that way don't mean it ends up that way. Just like Christmas, Christmas started heathen. That don't mean it remained that way, at least not with us. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Once again, God took something that the devil designed to be used as heathen and and, and that heathens could use and and, and then it could be used by him and to do heathen hellish hellish practices and purposes and turn it around to be something that glorifies God and what he did for the fallen mankind to set us free. He sanctified that which was once pagan as pagan as pagan could be and made it something that's used for his purpose and for his glory. Now, since it was done with the cross of Christ, why can't it be done with Christmas too? Since it was done with me and you, a pagan people, as pagan as people could be, how could he then turn around and set us free and then allow us to be a people that live to his glory? Why? Because our God has this ability to be able to check this out, take back that which was his. And restore it back to his and his use. To take back that which. Because the devil ain't never made nothing. Everything that exists. Was God's. Now the devil stole it. Perverted it. And used it for his purpose. But God slapped him upside his head. And took it back. And then turned around and used it. For his purposes. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 please. Just like those and other things that were once pagan, Christmas has been sanctified, set apart, and now used to be able to glorify God 
and one of the parts of his plan in the redemption of fallen man, at least those of us who are Christian. I love I got a guy, I got a guy strong enough to take back that which the devil took and then give it back to me for his use. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. He said, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to celebrate Christmas to the glory of God. That's why we're in the house of God, giving glory to God, because we celebrate to the glory of God. That's why we sing a hallelujah, salvation and glory, honor and power to the king of kings. Hallelujah. Because the Lord our God is mighty. The Lord our God is omnipotent. The Lord our God is. He is wonderful. Hallelujah. 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 He is wonderful. Why? Because we're celebrating who you came to the earth who is wonderful. Now the devil mad about it. We glad about it. The devil got problems with it. We ain't got no problems with it. And the devil and those who he convinced to have a problem with it, have a problem with it. We ain't convinced. That we should have any kind of problem with it. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Look at your neighbor. I told you it's going to turn to some scriptures. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm just trying to establish a point, brothers and sisters. From the Bible. From the Bible. That which we're supposed to live our lives according to. Not what people think. What people say. What came out of some commentary somewhere, some way. What did God say? 2 Corinthians chapter 4. See, celebrating Christmas, just like everything else we do, is supposed to be done to the glory of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15. It says, for all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Notice, for all things are for your sake. He's talking about those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. God said, everything is for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Celebrating Christmas, just like everything else we do, is ours to do if we choose to do so that God's grace can be seen through me and you. Because God wants his grace to be able to be seen through me and you. In fact, he wants it to redound through me and you. The word redound means superabound, which means abound like a mug. That's what he wanted to do. Praise God. It also translates increase and remain over and above. It also means increase and remain over and above. Well, that's what happens with Christians celebrating Christmas. It's that year after year, the number of people increases who hear about and even celebrate the birth of the Christ child. Year after year, the number of people increases who hear about and even celebrate the birth of the Christ child. And rejoice and give thanks about it. Both Christians and heathens are giving thanks about it. Because of celebrating a holiday called Christmas. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blissful with what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you're being reminded that Christmas is not about all the stuff that the world tells us that Christmas is about. So you don't get all distracted. 
from the real purpose and the real reason for the Christmas season. I hope that you're being reminded that Jesus is the reason for this season. And we're to celebrate and give God thanks for the gift that he already gave. A gift that's never out of style and the only one that always makes us smile. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And don't forget, next Monday is Christmas Day. So we invite all of you to join us at Word of Faith on Christmas morning as we give God the thanks that He's rightfully due for the eternal gift that He gave to me and you. Every year, the members of Word of Faith San Antonio come together on Christmas morning and have an exciting, faith-filled, spirit-filled praise and worship service where we give God thanks on Christmas Day. So we invite all of you to join us at Word of Faith on Christmas morning at 9.30 a.m. where saints from all over San Antonio and surrounding areas come together to praise and worship God and give the Father thanks for the gift that He gave us in the birth of His Son, Jesus Christ, who saved us, loves us, and keeps on keeping us. So come on through. We'll be glad to see you and your family there giving God the praise and the glory that He's rightfully due on Christmas morning too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.